thank you for joining us and uh, go take a nap or something. Jeez. You interrupted my nap. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I feel so bad now. Um, take some NyQuil. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to. <laughs> See you guys next year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Burger, episode 197. It's Ooh. a podcast. Oh boy, and I did that right this time. You're very good. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. It's a podcast with, we got to mention it this way because this doesn't happen real often. A uh, guest? With a I'm guy Skype. and a guy and a girl. Oh, yeah. And a gal and a lady Jeez, and a woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's too many, too many guys on this show. A guy and a guy and a gal. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's here via Skype. We'll talk to her in just a minute. Um, how are you doing, Mike? Well... Well, you're doing yes. well. Happy Festivus. Yes, as we record, it is Festivus. I have already asked, I, I, did you see my Facebook post? I started asking people to air the grievances. Oh, yeah. I've got a nice yeah, list. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't to, yeah, I didn't, I didn't participate. Andy but. has remarked that uh, nobody should ever put glitter on anything. <laughs> yeah, it's um, the, it's the, craft the herpes her- of the craft wor- crafting it's, world. It's crafting yeah. herpes. Um, he then went into a little rant on it, and I told him he should just be, you know, quiet down and become a stripper and be done with it. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, well, he's, you know, I love that Andy's, his comment Andy's had big, something to do with with cleaning. And he's a tall, tall, in shape, you since, know, handsome, buff looking dude. Andy, yeah. Andy likes to clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, Festivus, the earring of the grievances have, have begun. There will be feats of, of strength later this evening. By the way, I'm hanging around and I'm not leaving. Really? Until you have pinned me. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> but let's talk to our guest before she laughs her... Uh... How about feats of gluttony? Can we just do that? <laughs> we'll do that. Here's, here's, here's our special guest today. Once again, our standard white and nerdy theme song for... Uh, this time is for Beth. Do you know who Beth, Beth is? Mike? I do know who Beth is. Why don't you tell us who Beth is? Beth, hi. Hi, Beth. Hi, Welcome I can't really see you over the music. <laughs> Sorry, we have yeah, we have issues with that. We should have warned you. Um, well, welcome to the show, Beth. Um, we, and by we, I mean I, um, <laughs> put out a, uh, a a role playing game. It is in fact out. It did in fact go out as planned, for, as discussed in the last episode. It went out the day before the episode went live. Random people can now go buy it. Yes, it is available at drive through. You don't have to have any of that Kickstarter backing cred. And if you, if you like the cover illustration, and if you like the... Uh, I like the cover illustration. And if you like... There's one of the back, back cover illustrations and about 15 or so illustrations inside the book that all kind of look like they're that same style. I like those illustrations. Then you must like Bath. Hey, Beth is oh, one right, of my, those illustrations. <laughs> Beth is one of my wow. artists. Wow, 18 would, illustrations? Give or take. I can pick those out. I would, I, would, uh, I would go so far as to say Beth is my primary illustrator for this, if, you know, if well, for yeah. only for the fact that she had you know, front and back cover work um, and more interior than illustrations than any single other yeah. artist. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. And she as, probably did them all faster than I did my one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
Um, but to be probably. fair, <laughs> I used my one to learn how to do that on my iPad <laughs> with my pencil. Um, and, and also for uh, those of uh, for my some of my friends who came to the little M and A rap party that I had a week and oh, a half yeah, ago. Oh yeah, nineteen. Everybody got a uh, the people who and Beth knows this, and I'm just telling the listeners about it. Um, everybody who agreed to help out with this thing. Um, who are just friends of mine and didn't work under contract immediately and know that they were going to get paid like artists did. Um, some people trusted me and just said, okay, we we're, we're going to hope this works and we're going to, we're going to support you and they're going to do some work for you. And all those people, they ultimately got paid well because the Kickstarter did well. Um, but uh, yes, that <laughs> Mike included, but all those people got a little um, team photo, which was <laughs> about four or five months ago. I asked everybody to trust me and send me a reference photo in a specified pose mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all did and nobody complained and uh a week and a half ago I, I asked, two weeks what's ago, this for and you said never mind <laughs> don't question me <laughs> i uh, exactly and i said uh i had beth create a team illustration of all those people all posed around a conference table doing some, various things doing various things mike your character your your I'm, likeness is uh, i'm i'm kicked back in my chair with my feet up on the table sleeping and then um jim <laughs> yeah regular guest jim is tying my shoelaces together <laughs> um and ray and andy are choking each other yep and uh matthew is straightening himself up after getting uh, pummeled and uh dale is sharpening a knife on a whetstone and oh, and tim is just sitting there looking dejected with his arm in a sling <laughs> And I'm giving everybody a thumbs up. Yep. And it's all in color and it's in a frame and everybody got that. And Beth drew that too. Yeah, it did. Um, which uh, was the, the last piece of work you did for me. That came all after everything else was done. I got that, I don't know, a couple, couple three months ago. So thank you, Beth. You're welcome. Um, and, <laughs> good, and good job. Yeah. Good <laughs> it stuff. It was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed working with you. We'll talk more about you and 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 all that, all, all the Kickstarter that. stuff. Yeah, it's the best subject. All the game stuff, saving it for last. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's roll on with some other things here first. Let me get organized. Oh, wait a minute before we do news. <laughs> Torpedo was in the chamber. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think you're kind a of little a lag on that. <laughs> yeah, that's how my that's how my soundboard works. <laughs> When I go to the first sound, that's what happens. Okay, well, pr- pretend you didn't hear that, <laughs> and we'll get back again. to that labor later. Don't right. question us. Like we did last week. Um, who here has seen Rogue One? Not, not I. Not oh, I. wow, I'm the only one. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, Next topic. I was wondering, uh, uh, Craig, if you would have seen it. Not yet. By now. And not that we were going to talk about it, right. obviously, because there's a moratorium on spoilers. We're going to wait, what, a month? As Matthew, or uh, Michael has Michael, asked, yeah. we're all going to come together as one people and not spoil Star Wars movies for Correct. at least a month. Yes. yes. So so we have three more weeks yes. before we can talk about it. Anyway, I was thinking about, like, <laughs> what if Craig hasn't seen it? Like, is, is that is that a, a, a black mark on your nerd street cred? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. That says yes. Thanks, Beth. <laughs> but, but but then, okay, and that's as far as the Star Wars talk goes. Then I started thinking, that's a really bad term. Nerd street cred. <laughs> as if nerds were out on the street being <laughs> badass or something. I'm like, we really need to come up with a new term, a different term. I've always when just, talking about I've just referred to it as a, I have to turn in my nerd card. Right. Or my geek card. Okay. 
but specifically working with the something cred. Okay. Phraseology. The forum cred? I came up... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, wait a minute. You, you've already <laughs> jumped the gun on there. I've oh, already come up with a list. Oh, okay, a list See, of... See, I have a list. Of places other than the street. Other than the street. Where and the nerds can have cred. For, forum cred was the first one I came up with. Okay, very so good. So very good, Craig. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you any of the other ones, because I'm curious to get feedback or, or, or you know... Oh, your, you want to put together a full list. This is a thing well, you Well, no, I just want I just was was wondering what would happen if I posed this to, to the two of you okay. and just let you come up with stuff off the top of your head. Craig did the same thing I did and said forum sure. cred, so... All right, well, I'll think about it. We're, no, 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 right now, just... Oh, right now, yeah. okay. Uh, forum cred, uh, what do you got, Beth? Anything? Swirly cred. Swirly cred <laughs> <laughs> cred for... Yeah, nice. inside the locker cred. You want to go to with the cliches of where the nerds end up? Ooh, AV club cred. <laughs> okay, I didn't have any of these. This is good. Um, dungeon cred. Okay. For the D&D folks, for the gamers. Yeah. Um, but try to think more generally. Okay, well. I usually just think gamer cred. Computer lab cred. Computer lab cred. Computer labs. Um, you're looking for locations? Like as yeah. opposed to the street. Okay, yeah. so yeah. where where do you find nerds in the right. wild? Where are where yeah, where would you find your nerds? <laughs> where do you find nerds in the game, wild? Game, game store, not cred. there. Right. Um. Yeah, I kind of thought that like com- comic book. Shop oh sure, cred. That's a game store, comic book shop. Those are often the same place. Comic shop cred, sure. Con cred. Con conventions. conventions yeah. I don't know. Con cred, good. Which is <laughs> close to con crud. Co- close to con crud. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> which i will gladly give up by the way yeah never having that again <clears throat> okay are we done did for, for anybody now. have anything beth did you yeah, have an, any more i don't no i gave my team i'm done <laughs> um yeah she's i came not, up with like, she's not contracted for anymore and doesn't <laughs> i fulfilled my obligations <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> okay so what else did you have well, the first one I, I thought of was forum cred, right? And then that led to like internet cred or net sure. cred, web cred, okay. just internet mm-hmm. in general. I thought of desk cred, oh, just for sitting at a desk you're somewhere, a good student, sure. right? Um, and then and then I was desk uh, cred, and that's a tough one to say. Yeah, and I was a uh, I was talking to my coworker about this just to kind of get his <laughs> input, mm-hmm. and uh, and he I think he suggested like, well, I don't know, just generally the indoors because. It's the opposite of street cred. Right. Because nerds stay inside. And that made me immediately think of basement cred. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm literally in a basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, but, good stuff. But he, he, uh, I said that and he said, well, you're done. You got it. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> well, now you put together the, uh, the list and you describe what each of them is so that people will use the terms correctly. Yeah. Basement credit is kind of the general broad scope, sure. you know, and if, if they uh, didn't go to, you know, if they didn't like such and such of a series of this comic that all other comic nerds like, then they mm. have to give up their, you know, their, their comic, comic book, book cred, cred. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Comic shop cred. Yeah. yeah. All that kind of thing. Sure. So if they don't have enough basement cred, are they like not allowed to live in a basement anymore? <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> like they have to get a job and move out. Sometimes the parents just say that's enough anyway, you know. <laughs> it's just time to go. Because we're playing in stereotypes here, everybody. Yeah. yeah. You're 27. You're off our insurance. It's time for you to leave. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Okay, so news. What's news, Craig? Oh, Mike. What? Mike, I, I feel so bad for you. Why? Oh, no. Who died? Colonel Potter. That would have been my guess. Yeah. Harry Morgan. Wow. Also, Dragnet dude. Yeah. <laughs> Alongside Joe Friday. Now, if we hadn't just talked about that yeah. in in conjunction with, what well, was that the mashed RPG? Right. That, that you brought up. The role playing um, game, yeah. Uh, I, would, I, I think I thought he was already dead. <laughs> well, he was up there in years. We, did, we, so, did, a, we yeah. did a Harry Morgan check and determined that, no, in fact, he was still alive, it, but not now. Yeah, he passed uh-huh. away, and I accidentally closed the wrong thing, so I don't Oops. even know how he died. Okay, he, you know how he died? Old age. He was old, yeah. yeah. He was up there in years. How many years? Enough. 90-something? <laughs> I'll was go he a, it a... a nonagenarian? Probably. Is that what you call that? Yes, you do. Um, so, yeah. The, uh, the follow-up colonel... Yep, who reigned throughout the uh, the non funny, more preachy years. Not the first character he played on the show. Either. That's true. He played three characters prior to that. Prior to that, three. I, I only remember so. one. He was some crazy general that showed up. <laughs> was he in the movie? No, he was not. Um, I I could have sworn he, was, he played he three. Was Hold in on, three in the first three seasons. I could have sworn. Maybe, maybe, maybe I read uh-huh. something. I misread something. But yeah, he was like a wacky. Else. He was a crazy general. Who, yeah. Popped up in the one of the first couple seasons, the good ones, and he gave us uh, horse feathers, horse feathers. <laughs> that, was, that was his, you know, horse pucky, horse crap. His his exclamation, horse feathers, horse hockey. No, he said horse feathers. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That was, I always remember horse hockey and mule muffins. <laughs> that one too. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he was a uh, he he was all about the horsies because mm-hmm. and he had you know Sophie. radar gave him a horse Sophie and he was because he was. Formerly a cavalryman cavalry in World War One, <laughs> which old he, this show he, is. he joined as a teenager. He wasn't even old enough. Something like that. I think that's part the part of the story. Yes. His story, his character story. Yeah. Did you ever watch Mash, uh, Beth? So long ago. <laughs> so yeah, I did, but I don't really remember it. Mike's Mike's <laughs> a big fan, so we we do hit on the the Mash news every so often. There's a ma- There's a role playing game called Mashed. M-A-S-H-E-D. That is loosely based on the idea of the show. It's not licensed or anything like that, but it's built around the idea of playing characters that are, you know, you're, you're essentially playing the MASH characters. I'm like, going to be like, honest. When you said it was called MASH, I was like, are we pretending to be potatoes? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's got like archetypes in there that, be, are, those that be, are very similar to the characters <laughs> on the show. Those would be pony potatoes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he ever said that. But <laughs> Matt, uh, you actually you backed that one. Yeah, I got I got uh got a copy of the game coming eventually. Yeah, I don't know when. I filled I mean, out my you survey. You don't back you don't back RPGs too often. Well, it was Mash. I how, how do I not do that? That's that's what I'm saying is that's the reason <laughs> Well, I like the idea of we get you know, we back our friends when they do them. Yeah. And and now I'm I didn't I originally I didn't do that and I'm sorry to whoever Whoever, whoever's games I didn't, you know, buy. <laughs> You've been the, pretty the fir- good about the first things. first year or whatever we did this, but I, you know, eventually we're gonna have a shelf that has all that stuff on it. It's all the stuff. It'll that be you... all my copies. And... Yeah, <laughs> you'll never open and play with. <laughs> You're just a well, no, I'll friend. get I'll get them to autograph them, and then they'll be sure. worth something someday, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh boy, what else is news? Did um, you guys hear that Carrie Fisher just had a heart attack? What? Whoa! What? When? Like just this minute? Like sixteen minutes ago. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, as we record on Friday afternoon, so Festivus for all of you. Yeah. Um. Wow. Is she? Okay? Yeah, I just threw that out there. <laughs> Suffers massive heart attack on a plane. What? This is like yes. Princess Leia getting sick on the Falcon. This shit just shit. happened. Holy crap. Okay, uh, breaking news from, you know, three and a half wow. days ago. For those of you listening on Wednesday, four and a half days ago. Wow. Okay, well, I hope she uh, hope she's okay. Land, yeah. Uh, landed, in LA, landed in LA and Paramex rushed her to a hospital. So if, if they rushed her, then she's... Probably got a fight and chance. Wow, if they got her. An... If they got her into the ambulance, she's probably got a fight and chance. If she had died in the air, yeah. then that would kind of be it. There was an EMT on the flight. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I was lucky. Yeah, well, you know, there's between doctors, nurses, EMTs, you know, nurse techs, and just you know other associated medical type personnel, um. <laughs> Or uh, you know CPR instructors. Let's just broaden it out a little yeah. bit. You know, there's a if you're on a pretty good sized flight, there's a good chance somebody in there will have a shot at helping you. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're a woman, actually. Unless you're a brown woman. I read a story a while back where there was a there was <laughs> a doctor who was, I believe, Indian mm. of Indian descent. Yeah. Um, who was on a plane and somebody was having medical problems and the, she came up and she said, I am a doctor. I can help him. And the crew said, go sit down, ma'am. We've what? got this under control. I'm serious. Like, like they just didn't believe her? They didn't believe that she was a brown woman doctor. She wasn't a white man doctor. So c- clearly she couldn't help this guy. Hmm. Yeah. They, n- none of them must have gone to the doctor recently because there are a lot of Indian doctors now. <laughs> Does she have like a really thick accent or something? I, or? I don't recall any of the specifics, but it was, you know, it was basically, it was just like, it, it might've been racist, might've been sexist. It might've been both where they just, they, you know, like you're, you're a doctor really, you know, just. Ugh. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we don't need your help. Well, the, the killer is, you know, what's this guy got to lose? Yeah. That's what I'm Give saying. Give her a like, shot. Even if it's some right. crazy person that isn't, no one else steps up. Get, let them get, let them get, take a shot at it. Give them a fighting chance to live. I may not be a doctor in real life, but I play one in my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, no one good. else is. No one else Alan, is offering. Alan Alda comes to the front of the plane. <laughs> Have you seen that commercial with all the TV doctors? All the fake TV doctors yeah. talking about how yeah they're they're all they're all very meta and th- break the fourth wall about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm here with other fake TV doctors to tell you about blah 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 blah. Yeah, Cuddy's in there. Uh, Donald Faison and Alan Alda and everybody, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, these things happen in threes, right? And and hopefully Carrie Fisher's not actually dead, but brush with death. Well, here's here's the, you know, with, with it being a Star Wars person, it really happens in threes because that's the whole deal with Star Wars, right? It's trilogies. Sure. So, sure. But I mean in real life. Yeah. You know, well, famous people. Yeah. Yeah. But, our, rest in peace, Henry Heimlich. Oh yeah, <laughs> we had just talked about him. He the had, inventor of the maneuver. He Heimlicked somebody in his nursing home. Yeah, a couple, like a couple a of year months ago. ago or or, we talked about. That. Yeah, and uh, he 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 had thought that that was the first time he'd ever done his own maneuver, but it turns out he just 
maybe had a little dementia because he's done it many times. Right. <laughs> well, I, I was getting up there in years. He was 96. So he was yeah. like, I, I don't know what this is, but I'm doing it. <laughs> it's all muscle memory because he's done it so many times, but he doesn't recall it. Yeah. Beth, have you ever been Heimlicked? That I sounds, have. That sounds t- really? Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's had the Heimlich no. performed on them. I was about to just roll right into, or have you seen somebody get Heimlich? But you, 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 you were choking and somebody helped you out. Yeah. yeah, it happened when I was like 11. Wow. I was eating a TV dinner. Nice. And <laughs> I spilled those lava friggin' apple slices. On my <laughs> right, 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 right. And they burned my hand really bad, and I choked on the food that I was eating, and my brother came up behind me and gave me the Heimlich Maneuver. Wow. Of course, I still had a severely burned wrist, but I wasn't choking anymore. Well, yeah, take the wrist, baby. That's much better. How old is your, your brother? He's the same age. I have a twin. Oh. Oh, what's your brother's name? Ben. Ben, thank you. Way to go, because Ben. Because if you hadn't been on, on your game right there, I would have had to find a different artist. I guarantee he doesn't even remember it. <laughs> He just yeah. remembers the wrist burn because it was like in the shape of Virginia. <laughs> and I was in Disney World. And I remember we were at the Grand Floridian and my parents were like, oh, it's okay. We're just going to go to dinner. Yeah. Because this was, I mean, how old How old are you now? Well, that's a bad question. 27. Okay. Well, okay. So this is like not terribly long ago. I'm just thinking back to myself. I'm, I'm a bit older than that. Yeah. And, I was like, that's a lot of my life ago. Yeah. That's like, well, but that's the thing with, you know, like. Even back, I guess, when you were a kid, it's like, you know, <laughs> your kid almost chokes to death and you're like, all right, well, you're good. All right. Disney World tomorrow. No, no doctor visit. No, you know, urgent care checkup. No. So you were already in Florida? We were at the Grand Floridian when he saw my wrist. What? And he's a physicist and he deals with lasers. And what, oh my God, what did he tell me? He said, put some aloe vera on it. That's what we do for laser burns. <laughs> and then he went to dinner. <laughs> and wow. now you now you live in virginia i do live well i've always lived in virginia oh, okay. that's why we remembered it because it was so ridiculous oh, <laughs> wow we're like yep that's home <laughs> <laughs> and i live right there on that extra sensitive spot and then you <laughs> poked it with a toothpick or something i've actually had way worse <laughs> injuries than that but that's that's one to remember did it leave a scar it didn't okay because oh. i managed yeah, like, to let me see. I, I, we don't have very good light in here right now. No. I think my uh, my lasagna dollop scar, has, the burn, <laughs> burn mark has finally disappeared. A few years ago, I told you this story. Of I, mm-hmm. I fought with a, getting a lasagna down from the microwave. It yeah. sits up on their fridge down to the counter, and I, I, I had a little altercation with the lasagna, and I lost. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a steaming hot dollop of lasagna sauce ended up like right on my hand. And it it was like scarred for like a year plus. <laughs> there was a mark. Microwaves will get you. No kidding. Keep your market. <laughs> hey, listeners, keep your microwaves down on the counter. So you just have to slide the thing out and you don't have to try to lift it down and then have it slip out of your fingers. A friend of mine got a, a foot off the counter, got a burn on her, like on her wrist, like right here, like below yeah, your thumb. That's about where. Yeah. And um, I can't remember. I don't remember how, but the the original burn looked like a. Uh, penis and testicles. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! And she, she should have gotten that memorial, you know, commemorated with a tattoo. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> this is a burn I got when I was younger. Now, hey, just... so I'm here for that job interview. Do you like my penis scar? 
she was worried that it was gonna it was gonna scar. That would have been awesome. <laughs> so she could tell that story to everybody. At an interview. Yes, it's a very nice scar. What's your greatest weakness? <laughs> <laughs> my penis scar. What do you, what do you currently make? <laughs> Oh my god. Would you be willing to telecommute? Did <laughs> they just roll right into the next question? Oh, It'll man. make you memorable. That's, that's 90% that's of true. the fight. <laughs> so we're gonna hire the Harvard grad or the penis scar person. I don't know. The Harvard grad was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um what's next? What do you got? Where are we at? Well, in news of all the things you were told were bad for you to eat are now good for you to eat. Of course. Add uh, red meat and pork. They're now... Good for your heart. Good for your heart? Not just good for you, good for your heart. That's good. They won't affect your cholesterol, and they will lower your blood pressure. That's crazy. <laughs> New study says. <laughs> well, I mean, who conducted the study? How accurate actually was the study health officials that's so vague oh here people clinical clinical trials research will tell you this this and this and it proves this and then they give no details like at all clinical trials at purdue university Mm -hmm. okay probably know that was conducted by like the shadiest person at that university (laughs) (laughs) led by professor campbell oh (laughs) thanks yeah well my whole family's shady (laughs) We've talked about this kind of stuff before. We, the Campbell clan, unleashed drunken cows on. Uh, yeah, you're the on James's. Uh, your our friend James's uh, Scottish ancestors. Scottish ancestors. Yeah, the, yeah. The, my Campbell clan went after him. Mm-hmm. It's a fun story. Yeah, especially the, the part about cows. Craig not being co- uh, Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> being completely German. And Campbell, <laughs> Campbell was a name that was taken by my German ancestors. It was like your uh, your Ellis Island misspelling. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like hurt still. <laughs> you guys are making me hurt. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I feel bad now. It's okay. Well, if it makes you feel any better, you're you're knocking it out of the park here today. Hell yeah. Can you imagine if she were healthy? <laughs> oh my God. Mike, I, you, you're out. I'll just do the podcast with Beth new, from now New on. co-host. <laughs> it changes to the Beth show. <laughs> That's fine with me. And a well, couple of other guys, but you don't need their names. <laughs> Welcome to Beth Burger. <laughs> oh. okay. I don't know if I call it Beth Burger. Uh, I don't even uh, eat meat. <laughs> but if you did, it would lower your uh, blood pressure. Actually, I get really sick if I eat meat. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Says my so does so does my wife. Carnivore. Yeah. Like uh, my stomach acids aren't strong enough to digest it. Ooh, wow. So I'll get like really sick from it. Has this been all your life, or were you? Yeah. Oh. Like I can't eat steak or anything like that, or I get really sick. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad for you. Yeah, it blows. <laughs> I freaking love lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Have you eaten lamb? It's so good. <laughs> I like. Gyros, which is Euros. part lamb. Uh, you know, when I was in Greece, there were still people saying gyros or gyros. So I still don't know which one's right. Euros. Yeah. Gyros is from Seinfeld. <laughs> um, Everything's for from the record, Seinfeld. too, as long as we're talking about things that make us that are better. Like Festivus. F- things that are better <laughs> better to eat. Um, 
you know, you make a great pasta. You make uh, your <coughs> family's recipe, pasta and sauce and meat and all this kind of stuff. I don't think you've ever eaten the pasta recipe. Well, you just have the sauce and the no, meatballs. No, I've had, I've had ravioli. Have you had the homemade we sauce? We made homemade okay. ravioli a couple okay. years ago. All right. With your dad. Yep. We had that to was, there and crimp all the little edges together and everything. That was Allison's family pasta recipe. We've, we, I, okay. I haven't actually made my family pasta Regardless, recipe. Regardless. Go ahead. Um, pasta, <laughs> after it's been cooked. Uh-huh. Um, Al dente, hopefully. Regardless, um, <laughs> once pasta has been cooked, you know, it's well, it's 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 all carbohydrate, so it's not, you know, a lot of it is not terribly good for you. But after you're about to run a marathon, after you stick it in the fridge and you reheat it the, day, the next day, oh, what happens? It becomes better for you. Chemical, uh, explain this in, 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 in oh, chemist, um, <laughs> Craig, what happens? Food, oh, where did I find the, the, the specific thing about it? Now, here I gotta find uh, does it have something to do with gluten? It has to do, um, once pasta, potatoes, and any starchy food is cooked Starch. and cooled, once yeah. it, when it, when it's been cooked and then cooled, cooled. it becomes resistant starch. Okay. So it is resistant different... to being broken down. Oh. So you're, you don't digest it as, as well. As much. You don't get the like blood sugar meat. surge that you normally get out of a heavy carb oh. meal. Well, wouldn't that still upset your stomach? Well, if, I mean, it could potentially, but you don't get the, you know, like... It, yeah, you don't get it, the nutrients, but I mean, that's the same turn. problem that I have with meat. Right. But you could, the point is you could you could have like a, a, a big dose of pasta with the sauce and whatever else you're going to have with it. And you're not, you don't have to be as concerned about the fact that there's a lot of carb Right, there, so pasta... Because you're not going to digest all of it. Or potatoes or starch, starchy foods, once mm-hmm. cooled... And then reheated, or does it have to stay just cool? once cooled? Once, once it's cooled, cooled at it becomes all, resistant starch. It's it becomes low carb. <laughs> That's Maybe. awesome. Kind of sorta. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> instant diet food. I'm just well, imagining not, not instant. Like freezing a block of bread, being like, it's really, it's not carbs. Just <laughs> eating <the> ice block. <laughs> does that work with bread? Like um, starchy bread food. once it's baked. Starchy food, it says. But that's how you every, everybody eats it. I mean, har- hardly anybody makes their own bread unless they've got, been <clears throat> gifted a bread maker. Yeah. <laughs> and it will vary based even on then the they type. probably used it for two weeks and then put it away somewhere. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, this it's is a lot on, of work. It's up on a shelf in the garage now. <laughs> in the box. They bring it out at parties. They're like, you ever have my bread? <laughs> I'm really bad at making it because I never do it. Let's all make bed- bread and then and then cut it up into little cubes and and use our uh, fondue set that we got. <laughs> That'll be popular forever. Earlier, yeah, <laughs> right. So there you go. Eat your pasta the next day. Won't spike your blood sugar so bad. Cool. You're welcome. Remember how Amazon uh, delivered something to a real person with a drone in the UK? Uh huh. They Last, sent a, a couple weeks they ago. They sent a robot with a, with a package. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've been beaten to the punch here in the U.S. Oh. By, can you guess who? Uh, I I don't know. I can't. Seven Eleven. What? <laughs> Somebody get a Slurpee by drone? Uh, there's a there's a drone service here called Flirty. No, there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Spelled with an E-Y. Beth calls shenanigans. Yeah, I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, it delivered flu medicine, hot food, and more from uh, 7-Eleven's convenience stores. Oh, well, that's houses. perfect. If someone's sick, yeah, there you go. Don't want to, you know, haul your... 
disease. Yeah, exactly. Down. <laughs> that, so me. That body of yours that's uh, spouting at both ends and is hot for 10 minutes and then cold for 10 minutes and then hot for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can just order and have a, a little robot fly, my body your, ideas. fly your medicine to you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but all that means you're getting better. Just keep that in mind. All those symptoms means your body's fighting it. You didn't have symptoms. <laughs> Problems. Well, I mean, if you don't have symptoms, you're, you're not alive. Yeah, you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> like Jim Henson. Did somebody leave a window open? <laughs> Sorry. What? He died of pneumonia. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking, I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Oh my god! I feel happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Beth, did you ever watch? Uh, it's a little before your time, but you might have seen it on Netflix or something like that. Twin Peaks. I didn't watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> Get her off the show. That brand, your your favorite brand of gun, is going to come back in style again. What? That's something that the the little the little guy, guy tells says. him. Um, I never watched in it. In the I Black saw, Lodge. I got I got dragged to the movie. <laughs> oh, jeez. He watched the movie and not a, the series? On a date. <laughs> had never you seen had to the be show. Thinking, what the hell Yeah, we've is had this, this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was a series. Then there was a movie that was supposed to, quote unquote, I'm saying this with dick fingers, <sighs> explain part of the show. Um, and all it did was answer, uh, raise more questions. Um, but recently... Uh, David Lynch it's coming back isn't it is bringing it back to showtime, showtime? for yeah. like a, an event series kind right, of thing right. where they're going to pick up 20 years later and they got a lot of the cast to come back is David Duchovny coming back to play the cross-dressing I have guy? not seen anything about him coming back okay. playing his uh, his cross-dressing FBI agent it was um, an FBI agent yeah he's an right. FBI yeah, agent yeah because yeah. he, he he's played two FBI agents and uh but it's also worth noting that um I don't remember for sure if he was just an FBI agent at the time or if he was a higher up, but David Lynch himself yeah. played um, Gordon Cole in like an episode or two in the second season. I think second season. I don't think he showed up till the second season. And so he could come in and talk like this, <laughs> David Lynch, and be an FBI agent because people will want to talk to somebody who talks like this. <laughs> Um, but he's uh, they've they've released a, a a snippet of him, a trailer from the show, because he's going to be coming coming back as the character, sure. having himself a uh, a damn fine donut, which was oh, a that? running <laughs> gag on the show. What's you know damn fine coffee, <laughs> damn fine pie, damn fine donut? Oh, at this particular cafe, everybody said that Agent Cooper liked to point out that this is like this is some damn fine coffee. Oh, that was his thing. It was that was his thing, kind of. Okay. Yeah, and he would refer to it that way when he wrote his. Uh, he would. He had a little hand tape recorder, one of the little micro cassettes, yeah. and he would record his case notes. Wait, this is uh, this is Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle now? McLaughlin's okay. character, and he would record his case notes to his yeah. secretary back in Washington, okay. and then he would mail those to her. So he would always be talking to this. It's like one of those characters on a TV show that you never see. Yeah, this but is some, very important. This is some damn fine low carb day old <laughs> pasta. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So there's there's the point is that there's trailers starting to pop up now. So because we've been hearing about this for a while, this, yeah, this reboot, this event series. Not well, it reboot, was but it, this it, it, continuation. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. going to happen, and then it wasn't. Then it was, then it wasn't. And so it looks like they're actually filming. It's actually going to happen. Um, and 
the one upside that I I see in it is that uh, because I'm kind of beyond that age, I don't really find those stories all that interesting anymore. Is that the bulk of the characters are going to be returning, and so we're not going to have this uh, angsty teen romance kind of stuff that was so much part of the first run of the show because they're all 20 years because, older well, exactly they're all in their 40s now <laughs> the, one, the ones that didn't die yeah. well and the beautiful thing about it was that the actress <laughs> the actress who plays laura palmer also played laura palmer's cousin her identical twin oh, cousin geez. with dark hair where they made the they played the the, the, the joke trope of the soap opera because yeah. twin peaks was very much a soap opera oh, sure. where she had uh because they liked the actress so much and all they had for her to do were flashbacks yeah. um, to very limited involvement, but then they brought her in as the cousin. Anyway, it's coming back. David Lynch has a damn fine donut. <laughs> I hope he talks like that. I haven't actually watched the trailer yet. I don't want to ruin it for myself because if he does talk like that, it'll make me giggle. <laughs> Speaking of uh, shows coming back soon. Oh, Beth, do you watch the uh, Better Call Saul? No. I don't watch anything, apparently. <laughs> did you watch Breaking Bad? I did, and you guys aren't going to like what I have to say. Oh, oh my God. That's okay. Not everybody likes everything. I get no problem with that. I didn't like that show. I thought it was really... Well, I only watched like the first two episodes. I thought it was really boring. <laughs> it takes a while to get rolling. <laughs> that's fair. I was like, this is a shitty show. <laughs> well, that's Mike and Mad Men. He watched a bunch of episodes, and then the only episode that interested him was the one where Don Draper chokes his girlfriend out, and you learn that it's just a fever dream. <laughs> He's like, ooh, something something's happened, happened! Something happened! Aww. <laughs> it was I hate it when people do stuff like that. It's like, ugh. Mike threw his remote at the TV, stomped off. I, sh- I shot it like, Ra- like Elvis. Rage flipped the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Better Call Saul's the spinoff, which is a little bit lighter. It's yeah. funnier. It's got Bob Odenkirk in the lead role. Yeah. Um, that's coming back in February, season three. Excellent. I didn't even know it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Well, um, anyway, so, and uh, Michael McKeon, play, who plays his uh, older brother, <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> his brother who has uh, severe emotional disturbances. Well, he's got, uh, he, he <clears throat> imagines that he has electrosensitivity. Yeah, like he's got to cover himself in foil blankets because <clears throat> and he can't be around electronic devices because they'll... He pretty much can't go out and make, can't leave his house. They'll screw with his body. Yeah. He, yeah. he can't run a refrigerator when he does. House, so he has to keep stuff in... You know, he just keeps stuff in a cooler with ice. When, when and he, the ice melts eventually. And when he does leave the house to go uh, to go to the office, the law firm where he is a partner, he, will, <laughs> he has a suit that's lined with foil. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, everybody has to put their cell phones in a bin outside the room, and they yeah. have to leave the lights off, and yeah, but it's all in his head. Yeah, they pretty much prove that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a woman in the UK. I think she's living in Scotland who claims that she has this. There are actually a couple people I've heard of this before who say that they have that sensitivity. It's total BS, but I've heard of it. Man, Beth, this is the first time I've ever spoken to Beth. You know, in person, we really. really never I was like, I feel like I only emailed email. you a lot. <laughs> yeah, we we know each other fairly well. We've talked quite a bit, but it's all been email conversations. Admittedly, a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I've just I've come to discover Beth. I really like you. You are not afraid <laughs> to just call BS on stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty straightforward. One of the reasons I like. I was Mike. actually nervous that I was going to be like doing stuff like that, and you guys are going to be like, 
Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Never having her on the show again. Little Miss Mistake. Negativity. <laughs> we'll just cut out all of her talking. There'll be these big, weird You shoot chunks. a new intro, and we didn't have a guest this week because she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway, this this woman's story is kind of, it's sad the way they, they've written it, but you kind of wonder, Kim Ada. It's a crazy name. Uh, mm-hmm. She's had to move a bunch of times because every time she finds some place to live, they erect a cell phone tower or something. <laughs> she, no, she no to, they don't. That's too again. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so when the town she was living in got, got a 3G signal, she, she started to experience breathlessness and heart palpitations. So then she moved to Chard, Somerset. <laughs> she said, My head felt like it was going to implode and explode at the same time. Uh, no, uh-uh, shenanigans. Sorry, nobody knows what that feels like. Right. Breathlessness. Because if you're, if you know what your head's <laughs> either imploding, imploding or, or exploding, exploding feels like, you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah. Um, BS. Breathlessness, heart palpitations, and lower back pain. I started to suffer from serious earaches and was becoming really sensitive to light because you weren't leaving your house. <laughs> I don't know. That just sounds like a panic attack. I had to ask a, a friend. Person, to, yeah, a person who believes yeah, that. Right. To, I had to ask a friend to pick me up because the pain was so tough, and that was it. I could not live in Glastonbury anymore. Blah blah blah. She booked a, a world trip to go to places where she could escape the signals. But everywhere you go, they started to put up mobile phone masts. <laughs> well, what I don't understand is if she went on a global trip, that means every second of all of her days, she was around people with cell phones because the plane and the train. And the car and the street. Yeah. And every restaurant. I just I don't believe it. I guess for her it specifically signals flying through the air. It's just like how quickly did she start having her symptoms after somebody told her that they were putting that yeah. thing up? You know what know. she should do? She should become one of the guides in those uh like one of the, there's a, there's a few of them around the world, those gigantic caves. Where people go down and spend like underground, and the people go down there and spend most of the day. Mm-hmm. And there are people that live them or not live, but they work down there. They're down there all day long. She'd love that. That'd be a great job for her. Yeah. What if she's also scared of enclosed spaces and the dark? Well, or then she's f- bats. <laughs> <laughs> then she's f- she might as well give up. <laughs> yeah, she has to wear a shielded uh, hat, like a head covering. She calls a head net, mm-hmm. which, and I quote, gives me fifty decibels of protection. <laughs> if I was this woman's friend, what? every single day I would pull little pranks to see if she was full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was half believing this until I got to that, and that's the last line in the article. Decibels? Wait a minute. That's not what a decibel that's, is. No, what, what does she sound? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! What so. a crazy lady. Shenanigans. Yep. Yep. BS. That's it for my news. What about a year from now when we find out that she was legit and we're all jerks? <laughs> <laughs> then we'll apologize on the show. Sorry, Hello. lady. We'll never meet. <laughs> what was that? We just had somebody was, zoom by us and That Skype. was my email <laughs> opening <laughs> on its own and then sending an email. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <clears throat> and sending it to her to let her know that you're a jerk. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, here, here's a quick note. Um, Merriam-Webster's Word of the Year. Oh, no. It is, for, for 2016, the Merriam-Webster Word of the Year is... Fuck. 
Erica. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's from uh, Beaverton.com, which is a satire website. Oh. It's got the, you know, F U U U U U U U. that already be in the dictionary? No, no, it's not for like a new word thing. It's just like, what's the word of the year? They made a little. I thought it was going to be triggered. I believe the actual Merriam Webster word of the year this year is surreal. Is it? Yep. Oh, I believe it. I remember correctly. Did we get new words? Um, or does that happen at the nah, beginning of the year? It, uh, I'm, not sure, like when, I'm not sure about when that. it happens. We talk about it occasionally. Yeah. I don't remember when was the last time. So I think that probably covers it for news. Beth? Yes? Would you like to talk about doing art? Doing the art? <laughs> I hate art, though. What? Especially <laughs> art kidding. for role-playing games. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> oh gaming funny funny a couple of years ago she she didn't hate doing art for rpg games but now she does (laughs) she She regrets it (laughs) um have you you've played rpgs yeah i actually am part of a DD group yep here's here's the deal hey everybody out there artists people that are looking to contract for whatever it might be you're doing little if you're doing it full-time on your own you know just freelance this and that or if you're doing a little side stuff um be uh, upfront with uh, your prospective employers because the reason that Beth got the cover, yep. the reason that yep. she got as many pieces of art as she did is she told me that she has always wanted to do work for an RPG. Really? That she has gamed um, before and she loves RPGs and wanted to do some. So yes. it wasn't about my talent? It was that too. <laughs> sniff, <Aww>. sniff. <laughs> no, uh, here, here's the deal. Uh, your talent got you the gig. Wanting to do an RPG got you lots of gig. Heck yeah. <laughs> Extra gig? Extra gig. All the gigs. <laughs> but that's that's what, yeah, that, that was one of the things that struck me from our very, very first conversations. Well, I mean, I'm usually pretty honest about that stuff. I grew up with D&D, and like, looking at the second edition monster manuals made me want to draw. Wow. Yeah. That's like what the guy it, that does the art for Pathfinder covers, he's amazing. Wayne Reynolds. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> they they have him locked in, man. He does all the covers. They're like you're ours now. Well, oh, right, and you know, I know the story behind how that happens too, because Pathfinder, obviously, like most of the big um, RPG companies, and for the various uh, game lines, they have a specific look that they're looking for. They want you know they want their artwork to kind of be consistent. Covers, yeah, he's it. Covers. All the interior work, whether it's a big hardcover <laughs> rule book or a softcover book or an adventure or whatever. And so they have Wayne Reynolds do the covers for everything and then tell everybody, you got to hit that level of detail. <laughs> That's our art standard. Yeah. And so everybody knows that, you know, he, and he, he does some pretty detailed stuff. Um, those characters are not just, you know, wearing basic clothes. They've got clothes that have all sorts of embellishments and yeah, he really goes into it. It looks like he does it with traditional media paints. I believe he does. I yeah, because it looks like it's like acrylic or gouache or something like that. And I know that when I was younger, I used to think, oh, wow, he's so amazing. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, looking back on it as a professional artist, you can really see how he's learned color because he used to use way too much just flat white, flat black which is a big no, and it flattens your image. And now, like, looking at his current stuff, it's like, there are hundreds of colors, just white. 
Well, he's grown. Yeah, he's, he's he's grown a lot. He's gotten way better. And to think that, like, when I was like fifteen, I was like, "Oh, he's the shit. He's the best." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, he had a lot way to go," and I didn't realize it. <laughs> well, there's always room for improvement. I mean, you're constantly, you know, you get that they supposedly the ten thousand hours for the expertise, but there is such a thing as you know more expertise, more more, you know, getting certain types of styles and certain um, media and certain subject matter that you just become better and better at over the course of time, you know, I'm sure that if you were to look at his work or anybody's work that, ha- you know, that has a, some cred as it were, some painting cred, some canvas cred, that, you know, different types of things like, you know, there might be uh, an artist who their early work, they weren't terribly good with dark scenes. You know, you lose definition if there's a lack of light in the scene, but as time went by, they learned the tricks of, uh, keeping the scene looking dark, but still being able to provide the definition that really helps to make things pop a little. Because uh, that's one of the things I'm always impressed by is if you can do darkness well <laughs> in a light source within the darkness, just, you know, from a Joe Schmo, not an artist kind of point of view, that, that I love I love it when somebody can knock that out. And I've got a few pieces in the book that have that going on. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a darkness... You had one that ended up being too dark. <laughs> well, there were some that I needed to to tweak the the color space that they were in, and well, was, looking at it, it for the artist, they printed I think poorly. Most of your work was uh, black and white, right? Yep, it was all grayscale except for the covers. And then, um, like when you do night scenes as an artist, you really got to nail how clean it is, and you have to understand color theory. Because it's not about how dark the image is, it's how much of that color, how saturated it is in the shadow. Right. Like, if you just go black and white, like I was talking about, it will make the image look flat, and it'll look muddy, and it'll look too dark, or it'll look too bright. So you have to really know, like, um, how something gets brighter, unless it's hit by a certain kind of light, it tends to desaturate. When it gets darker, rather than hitting a black line, it tends to have more of that color and become more vibrant. Now, we didn't get to see as much of that amongst the, Obviously. the, work, the work on my projects. <laughs> Although, there's, like I said, there's some, there's some dark stuff that's pretty good. There's like, you know, Jen, um, did, Jen Sorrell did uh, a street scene. You'll get to see this when you get your book that I'm sending to you. Yay. Um, which has shipped, by the way. Um, there's, she did a street scene. It's like an outdoor street scene with some monsters just hanging out on a street corner. That was the kind of the joke. It's like, hey, the monsters are just you know hanging around having a smoke. Um, but it's a really nice dark street scene kind of thing, and um, the co- the colors, but you know the the tones still pop a little bit, and you can kind of make out everything. But it's still clearly nighttime. Um, trying to think, did you do how many dark pieces did you do? There was the guy dangling from above. There was that like cultist scene. Oh yeah, the cultist. She brought oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, Mike has yeah. seen that one. That was the last one I had you do. I've seen them all. Um, there's. I like the dangling guy too. <laughs> well, I, I like the dangling guy as well. <laughs> the big joke with him was too. It was yeah he, because <laughs> that was a likeness. That was a that was a sure backer. That's a, that's a backer. And he when he gave me his likeness photo, he was looking right into the camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I told him I said like give me another one with you looking like exactly like that but looking surprised and worried because <laughs> the joke is that he dropped a water bottle on the floor <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's looking right into the security camera <clears throat> and you brought that out um but that cultist one thing too yeah that um that was like that was like you know <laughs> that was the last piece you did i think it was one of the last pieces i had submitted and it blew me away i was like it's so good with i mean it's just the dark 
the darkness quality of it. I know at one point we hashed out a little bit about what should what should be happening outside of the windows. I wanted to like full on apocalypse. Like you went full on apocalypse, with, like, rising the, from like the, the, the sky. The sky is tearing open and there's <laughs> light coming out of it, but it's otherwise very dark. Yeah. Um, we tinkered with uh, that background a little bit, but and we we dirtied it all up. And the the characters started out in their clothing was too clean. Yeah, they, they looked they needed, like purists or yeah, something. Yeah, they looked like like you know, like white holy Avenger types, and they was like, no, dude, they have to be like bloodstained and dirtied up, like they just sacrificed somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks great. Liked it. I love that piece. Yeah, that's one of my favorite pieces. <coughs> uh, seriously, I remember getting that one, and I, I I shared that one in a backer update or on the Facebook page or something like that. And making a comment that, you know, Beth really brought it home on the last one. She finished <laughs> finished strong. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You want to do some more art? <laughs> Always and forever. <laughs> we have Even sh- though I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the wrong profession. Dang it. Because <laughs> um, I've already talked with Beth a little bit about... Um, Comic book. Sometime next year. Well, potentially. Um, but sometime next year, we've got, you know, Capers, the new game is underway. It's set in the 20s. And I, you know, I, I bounced the idea of her of at some point doing some concepting to kind of get an idea, to kind of create a look for the illustrations, like an overall guide for what the illustrations in the book will look like. Because I want to go a little more, a little tighter this time with not so much different styles like I do. You want to make it more cohesive visually. Be, it's going to be cohesive. And, uh, and in particular, you know, dealing with, 20s fashion and 20s cars and 20s buildings and 20s street scenes and that's gonna be so fun i Um, love doing stuff like that and so i mean i've already started and you're you're welcome to do some as well i've gone started looking you know flapper portrait and looking for just you know photos of people in clothes pinstripe suits and um you know model t's and 20 you know 1920s street 1920s building just google up whatever you can find images i'm stuffing them all into a a folder and I'm going to send them off to the artists and Beth will start with doing, I think what we'll probably do is they'll be, you know, start, start with sketches, work to a little bit of concepting. It'll ultimately maybe end with a couple of pieces that would ultimately go in the book that I can use then as a guide for uh, other artists a little further down the road. Um, and then we'll see what else happens beyond then. And then there's, I've been tinkering with the idea that since this is kind of superheroes set in the twenties, that it needs a four-page paneled comic in the middle of the book. Like actual, like a comic with panels and mm-hmm. action and tell a little story in like, you know, four pages, six pages. Obviously, as a comic artist, I meant doing that. <laughs> that's literally like 90% of my work. <laughs> um, so that's, that's something I'm tinkering with. Um, I know that, you know, just doing four, you doing four pages of that will, will chew up a, a chunk of money. And, and I've, I've been doing this thing with all of my, and we'll see, it may change, but you know, so far I've managed to, in any given year, no contractor that works for me does more than $600 worth of work yep. because that's the cutoff for me having to file Is it? tax stuff and you having yep. to fill out a 1099 Ugh. and pay taxes on your earnings. And suddenly yeah. I can get, you know, like. If I pay you $575 or $550 and I'm talking to the two of you because that's what you got paid <laughs> for your work um, because you were both and both shy of 600 It's like if I would have paid either one of you like another 100 bucks, you would have actually made less than what you made yeah. right now because you would have had to report. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for, the, for, for an artist or whatever, it might turn into uh, 
you know, do some work next year and some work the year after that and get, you know, we'll spread it out. Um, did you look that up? Is it still 600? Um, I can double check it again. I can't, I I can't suppose, believe it but, hasn't, it hasn't gone up, but it's, it's 600. It's actually 200. Whoa. Well, that, that, <laughs> we're all screwed. <laughs> crap. <coughs> we'll cut, fill out a bunch of forms. We'll cut this out. <laughs> we won't talk about this. <laughs> I'm just taking a quick look, see if I can figure out. Um, can you imagine if somebody really accommodated back to you guys and they're like, it is 200. <laughs> um, yeah, see, I'm not using the right keywords here. T- talk amongst yourselves. Let me wick out my tax book. Just <laughs> riveting, riveting news. <laughs> so, Beth. Yes. Do you draw everything in shades of gray? <laughs> like, like for these? Morally? No, no, no. For these, uh, for for the for the illustrations you did for the inside of the book. Um, I, I, self-employment I, income is six hundred dollars. Oh, there you go. 600. I can't believe that it hasn't gone up. It's been 600 forever. Yeah, but if they keep it at the same price, that means that they're going to be able to, and, and, you know, things continue more, to go up more, more become more expensive, more pay, people have to pay yeah. taxes. 30 years from now, it'll still be $600, and more of the people who are doing this For, will be a, paying taxes. When a pack of gum costs $600. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That's so, sad. There you go. So I asked a question. Let's just ignore his question. <laughs> While Craig was looking things up. Yeah, I think all the stuff that I did for the interior of the book was black and white. I don't think there were any colors inside of the book. There are no colors inside of the book, no. but the, the piece you did for the back cover, you gave me a color version and a black and white version. And the black and white two versions. Two color versions and a black and white version. Because remember there was a purple and a yellow. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we changed the... To, yeah. get, to get the two illustrations on the back were very were a little different in their color tone mm-hmm. and in the, in the color palette. So I had her switch the a little bit. She switched uh, from purple to yellow, or from yellow to purple, from purple. I don't to remember. Purple. From, from yellow to purple. Anyway, so that it it matched the other one a little bit better. Um, but the point is that um, that illustration is also inside the book mm-hmm. as as a black and white illustration. Both of those back cover ones are yeah. They're, I think that was the first one I did. They're pulling double duty. The first illustration you did was the paper cutter attack lady who had like the, the oh, yeah. Eastern Asian woman with kind of ripped up clothes. Looks like she just got done with a fight and she's holding a busted off piece of like the big paper cutter arm. The handle with the blade on it. Yeah. Yep. That was the first piece you did. I don't know how about you guys, but every time I use one of those, that's how I feel. <laughs> like, <you're, laughs> like you can attack with it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And in the game, I've had that happen. I've had people tear that thing off of there and use it as a weapon. <laughs> That's the reason it's on, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a weapon table in the book, which is like, you know, in the typical D&D book, for example, you know, you've got the, the illustration of all the weapons laid out next to each other so that you can tell the Joe Schmoes what a uh, gi arm is and what a pike axe is and all this. And how big they are. What's the difference between us? What's the difference between a scimitar and sure. a falchion? Um, well, you know, this game book has a, Weapon table in it too, which has a gun and a knife and a stapler and a brass knuckles and a brick phone and a paper cutter, surrounded by blood. Does I don't I don't think it appears in any of the illustrations, and and you just reminding me of it now. Does it does it happen? Because I didn't read the entire book yet. <laughs> I'm waiting until I get it, That's even fine. though I have had access to the entire book. Um, You've read large. Also, I wasn't it. the proofreader. True. <laughs> does. Anywhere in the book does this appear? Someone, as an example, someone using as a weapon the um, 
the giant battery backup thing, like swinging it like a mace. <laughs> Not in any of the illustrations. In one of the er- first illustrations that was done by um, an artist that I had on board initially who did some concept kind of stuff, and then the first cover was him. And then, Beth, yeah. you redid the cover kind of, but in a more a more realistic style. It was mm-hmm. a little, it was a little more comic booky um, what he had. And I decided to take it up a notch and change things. And then he also became unavailable. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the characters was holding a, the, the big UPS on a cord. Oh, that there, there was in the illustration. That was in that one oh, of those okay. early, early concept illustrations, but that it never made it into the, into the book. I kept waiting for somebody to get like clubbed with a coffee mug or strangled with a wire. <laughs> oh, it happens in the game. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It, there's a dude getting hit in the back of the head with a stapler in the uh, in the book. Uh, what else is there? There's, there's you know a number of ridiculous attacks. There's a guy that's walking up behind um, a woman seated in a chair, and he's got his tie out like he's going to um, strangle her, <laughs> but she's sitting there with a pistol in her hands, unbeknownst <laughs> to him who's behind her. He brought a tie to a gunfight. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know stuff like that. So. Yeah, everything's uh, everything wrapped up. Um, everybody got paid by the end of the year, which was a goal of mine. Um, and I'm looking at, uh, you know, sometime next year. I don't know when, Beth, but sometime next year I'll be looking at getting a little bit of concepting. Start to get, you know, a handful of illustrations that I can start showing people that I can put onto little poster boards to have at cons when people come by and they want to you know, see what the game is about. It's like, oh, okay, it's going to look like this. You know, here's a dude in... Here's a dude in a pinstripe suit with Tommy guns and shooting at a flapper flying around who's, you know, firing I-beams at him or something. It's really original. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, it's been an interesting take because I keep calling it a supers game set in 1920s prohibition. And somebody pointed out to me that it's it's really not a supers game. It's it's if anything, you could call it a mutants game because when you say supers, you think. You know, three color spandex. You know, this guy's yeah. wearing an outfit that makes him clearly a superhero Cape. or a supervillain. Capes and masks, mm. and the game is called Capers. Underwear on the outside. But that's kind of the point: is that it's a take on that where they aren't all running around in mm. underwear on the outside, right? U- utility belt, <laughs> right? Um, so I might find a, a different tagline to describe it, but the game is still kind of that. I mean, we've got you know characters that are. Running around in 1920s attire, but who uh, exhibit some strange powers. And uh, rather than fighting for truth, justice in the American way, they are trying to make a buck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are they trying to smuggle booze? <laughs> well, you can play, you can play gangsters, um, and you're trying to just you know make your fortune in the vice-riddled 1920s: alcohol, prostitution, gambling, racketeering, everything else. Um, or you, you, the option is there also to play law enforcement. So you can play uh, members of the uh, police. Well, if police, uh, there's what I think I'm probably going to do is there's there's um, there'll probably be a couple of you know agencies that characters can belong to. And there might even be one that's like a fictional thing that has to do specifically with like this is an agency that is made up entirely of people with powers, you know? Yeah. Um, that the government would want to do in order to track them, in order to keep an eye on them. Um, but then it also becomes like, you know, it's like, you know, when things get out of hand, you start out with like the FBI or whatever is in- investigating, or you've got the, uh, uh, the pro- you know, the Prohibition Bureau, 
um, that's just there to enforce the Volstead Act and, and look, look, you know, looking for stuff. And then they, they, they show up and there's people, there's bad guys with, you know, gangsters with powers. Then they, they call in the, the big guns and those guys show up, guys and gals. Um, and they bring their extraordinary abilities with them. And that's when, you know, that's like the escalation of the situation. Do they go into what gives them the abilities? Do they what? Does it like explain how they got their abilities? Um, it's not specifically described. Here's what I'm kind of doing with it is like the base game. It's just like people started getting abilities shortly after the first world war. Nobody really knows where they came from. If you want to keep it simple, you can do that. You don't have to get into it all. If you want to inject science into your superpowers, I've um, there's like an expansion set of information. It's like, you know, additional rules of sort of sort of that takes you into like, well, there's this um, element heretofore unknown element element called trembium that they found in minute amounts in people's bloodstream naturally. And they're the scientists are still trying to figure out where it came from, but they can use it. And then there's, they use trembium to create trem waves and you can shoot people with guns that gives them powers for a short period of time. And there's super soldier formulas and all that kind of, if you want to get more complex with it. So it's more serious than funny. It's, it's a little bit of both, you know, it's not as, it's not nearly as, as humorous as, Murders and acquisitions. Yeah, it was like it'd be funny if there was a table when you made your character that you have to roll to see where you got your powers from. <laughs> and it was like giant bat of toxic beer. <laughs> <laughs> bath, bathtub, bad batch of bathtub gin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tripped um, to the wrong thing while dancing. Well, I, I've, I've thought of the idea. There might even be, I might expand it beyond that to like an actual source of where the trembium comes from and why it's suddenly appearing. And I've, I've been tinkering around with ideas, but I don't want it to just be like, oh, here's an explanation for the sake of an explanation. There needs to be something about it. You can so make I, it the first real campaign source of trembium. I, it potentially could. I could, I could explore oh. it as a playtest campaign and then build that into what it is in the, sh- in, in the game as I write it. <laughs> um, you know, but I find myself wondering like, well, maybe Trembium comes from somewhere. And so I, well, comic books do the alternate reality kind of thing. So is there an alternate world of, you know, alternate universe where things are a little different and maybe that's where they came from. You know, Did you guys watch you stranger could, things? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Loved it. Upside down. Yeah, upside down. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of, speaking of basement cred. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, t- I'm tinkering with a lot of ideas for like little things that you can use to make the game more complex without, um, without just being more powers. Yeah. Like, I want the, the base group. There's going to be like, you know, 40 powers or how many ever I come up with. You can just play with those and characters have powers and here's, you got, here's a whole bunch of choices or you can go more complex. Um, which is one of the things I like about murders and acquisitions is it's built on like, well, here's a base game and then you can mix and match these other things to make it more complex because different. And, and for a game for a designer who has um, just a small little following, <laughs> you know, that just is very much a niche kind of thing offering a game that has levels of complexity, I think is probably a good marketing strategy rather than just putting out a simple game and all the people who like really, Complex games are going to say, well, that's, I don't like that or vice versa. Give, give people a game that gives you, gives them the option of playing very straightforward or getting really complex. I know all the gamers that I know like to complex it up. There are like super lawyer rules going on at the table. Well, I'll never get super rules complex because I don't have four and a half years to develop a game. (laughs) 
three three years was plenty. Um, I don't think the next one's going to take that long, uh, mostly because I've got more play testers, so I can move faster. So, anyway, um, thank you for working on the art. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to to working with you some more. Yay! <laughs> How are we doing? Is we're getting close to wrap up time here? I have I no so. idea. Okay, Mike says yes. Okay, so what I'm going to do is before we do the the official wrap up here. This is the last episode that comes out before the end of the year. So um, we're going, when this comes out, it'll be in, right in the midst of the holiday times. Christmas just passed. New Year's coming up. Mm-hmm. Hanukkah, wherever it falls this year. I'm not sure. I'm terrible with that. It's late, I think. Is it later late? than usual? Okay. Um, but I thought I would uh, throw a couple things out here. Um, first is uh, Steve Martin's Christmas wish. You may have heard this before. It's what Steve Martin would do if he had one wish. For this holiday season. If I had one wish that I could wish this holiday season, it would be that all the children of the world to join hands and sing together in a spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for $30 million a month to be given to me. (laughs) Tax-free in a Swiss bank account. (laughs) You know, if I had three wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first, of course, would be for all the children to get together and sing. The second would be for the $30 million every month to me. And the third would be for all-encompassing power over every living being (laughs) in the entire universe. And if I had four wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be the crap about the kids. (laughs) Second would be for the 30 million, the third would be for all the power, and the fourth would be to set aside one month each year to have an extended 31-day orgasm. be brought about slowly by Rosanna Arquette and that model Paulina somebody, I can't think of her name. He dates it. Of course wow, my lovely man. wife can come too. And she's behind me 100% on this, I guarantee you. Wait a minute, maybe that sex thing should be the first wish. So if I made that the first wish, you know, because it could all go boom tomorrow, then what do you got? You know? No, no, the kids. The kids singing would be great. That, that would be nice. But wait a minute, who am I kidding? I mean, they're not going to be able to get all those kids together. I mean, the logistics of the thing, it's impossible. More trouble than it's worth. So, we reorganize. Here we go. First, the sex thing. We go with that. Second, the money. No. We go with the power second, then the money, and then the kids. Oh, wait. Oh, geez, I forgot about revenge against my enemies. Okay, we need revenge against all my enemies. They should die like pigs in hell. That would be the fourth wish. And, of course, my fifth wish would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. Thank you, everybody. Very- <laughs> <laughs> Rosanna Arquette and wow. that model Paulina. Yeah. I'm not even sure what year this is. Porskova? Yeah, it's Paulina Porskova, but geez, how old is that? He's still not entirely white haired in this. He's just great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like late 80s, early 90s, late 80s, maybe, early 90s, the, the beginning of the supermodel era. Hmm. I thought he was completely white-haired by the by uh, I don't the know. end of the eighties. Anyway, it doesn't say when it, when that one's from. It just says when it was posted, which was just a few years ago. 
Anywho. Yeah. Um, well, as of right now, Harry Fisher is still alive. Good. And hopefully it stays that way. It's the internet is describing it as everything from a cardiac episode to right. a massive heart attack. Yeah, so I saw who the massive hell knows? right away, yeah. Because um, massive. You don't know. Knock it off. No, apparently Sensationalist no, no a-holes. <laughs> um and speaking of Carrie. Fisher um, in Star Wars, um, I've got a, uh, a little song here from Chewbacca oh, to wrap up our year. So I thought we might all enjoy this. All clips from the movies. Yep. The video takes you to every scene. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Now, they might have tweaked the the pitch a few times. Sure. But (laughs) save that for the episode that airs after Christmas so that I don't uh, come across as, you know, waging war (laughs) with a sacrilegious Silent Night rendition. But (laughs) the... uh, it's got Silent Night by Chewbacca in the, in the Star Wars font with the yeah, rectangle around it. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Neat. I think that about wraps everything up, right? Yep. Beth. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us and uh, go take a nap or something. You Ooh. interrupted my nap. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I feel so bad now. Um, take some NyQuil. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to. <laughs> See you guys next year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, awesome work work, on on the book. Yes. Thank you for all the work. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for bringing it. Good job. Sick. If this, if you're that funny, sick, oh man, we should have you on the show again. Yes. I don't know. You guys weren't that funny. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, you can replace both of us then. That's fair. It really will be Beth Berger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, where can where can people find examples of your work and contact you if they would want to hire you? You can find examples of my work at <laughs> bethbarney.com, which I would try to spell, but I think I'm gonna mess up. It's Beth like Beth and V-A-R-N-I. There you go, you can understand that. Dot com and we'll link to it in the show notes as well. And people can go look at uh, some of the stuff that's up there. And who knows, maybe uh, maybe uh, some murders and acquisition stuff will end up on there sometime. <laughs> it honestly is mostly full of comic book stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's where your bread and butter is, so that's fair. Um, Mike, where can they find us? That's funny that she answered. In the basement. She answered her in the basement, <laughs> yeah. We're actually on the second floor, but yeah, go ahead. That Beth answered that question the way she mm-hmm. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having not heard an episode yeah but they can find us at yeah <laughs> earthburgershow.com at nerdburgershow on the twitters and the facebook email us or don't nerdburgershow at gmail.com and you can go to nerdburgergames.com for game stuff and you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to see beth's artwork in a book featuring her artwork and some stuff that craig wrote 
Yeah, some, yeah, crap, some crap some that I that. wrote and some stuff that Mike laid out. <laughs> if you feel like reading. <laughs> you feel like reading. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Boo reading. <coughs> On the next episode of Nerdburger, uh, Larry will be here and we'll do a food blog. Food with blog. Crazy candy canes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm a little afraid. We, we, we threatened to do it back when we had Kurt on the show. We bought some... Uh, they're right there. Out there, candy cane flavors, and we're going to give them a try and talk about some other stuff, and they'll probably be Walking Dead talk and who knows what else. Goodbye, 2016. Suck it. What a weird sound to end the show on.